Hello everybody, it's me Ross and welcome to another edition of the Fan Social on Kings of Anglia where town fans have their say on their club and I'm joined by four fine gentlemen in Darren, David, Ben and Bono as we discuss all things going on at Portman Road. The fixtures are out, transfer links are getting happening, uh, the Bomb Squad part two has happened and... Uh, it's another week. There's not been a third signing, but um, I don't think we're panicking. We're fine. It's okay because the fixtures are out. Um, I want to go over to Darren first. How are you doing, my friend? Welcome back to the show. I'm really good, Ross. I hope you're well. Um, yeah, it's uh, fixture day is always a day that kind of gives us something to start the you know to start the the season is uh, getting closer. Um, for me, as someone who's based up in the Northwest, I'm not really looking at the home games. I'm looking, you know, when are we going to be traveling to Crewe and Wigan and Bolton and Sheffield and all those sorts of places. So, um, so always, I actually love it when there's a midweek game. Um, firstly, because there's a chance I might get a ticket if it's in um, Fleetwood on a Tuesday night. That's probably a good chance of me getting a game. Um, not Fleetwood. Um, but uh, Fleetwood on a Tuesday night. We don't want a no. Fleetwood on a Tuesday night. No, okay, but that's fine you, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's fine. Yeah, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, and I, I love games under lights. You know, I don't fancy the, you know, the uh, not that I'm anywhere near Gillingham, but Boxing Day, Gillingham away with no cover over the stand. That's that's a bit nasty. But um, no, it's nice to get things going. Obviously, the the uh, what's it called, Papa John's Trophy the fixtures that all just got pulled out. No surprise, really, that we're in the same uh, league as, as uh, Colchester, which is going to be fascinating, I think, with all the stuff that's gone on. But uh, yeah, without waffling on too much, I'm good. And uh, yeah, it's nice to see the fixtures and where we're going to be this year. Good stuff as always. Uh, well, of course, we'll go through the fixtures as a whole, uh, the key dates, the, the first five and all that sort of stuff. But uh, we're also joined by good old David. David, it's been a while, but it's a pleasure to have you back on the show. How are you doing? And you're you're wearing a very nice shirt. Is that Paul Mariner on there? No, that's Johnny Walk. Johnny oh, oh, Walk. My bad. My bad. God. Who's my, 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 my sort of all-time Ipswich hero, Johnny Walk. Oh, he's, I love him. Yes. I love I mean, we, 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 I mean, everything. I mean, that sort of flying headers, breaking into the box. Um, you know, Walkie's going to get you. I used to love the fact that the entire ground would sort of erupt in Walkie's going to get you. Um, How and, did that go? Um, what tune was that to? I think it was just a chant. Walk, he's going to get you. It's just like, you know, it's, um, he's here, he's there, he's every fucking where. Johnny Walk, that was another one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the moustache, you know, a, a legendary moustache. So um, there, there's nothing not to love about Johnny Walk, is there? Yeah. And I don't know if, if you met him, he's, he is the loveliest man you will ever meet. He's, you know, they say don't meet your, your heroes and all that, but John Walk is. He's a he's amazing. He's lovely. Yeah, Francine won a competition um, by tweeting where she was wearing her shirt, and she was in Berlin at the time, which is the furthest away. So she won a competition, and uh, we we got VIP treatment at the club once. And, Very, uh, nice. So, Very nice. Uh, during our meal, um, courtesy of the club, then there was uh, Johnny Walker and Mick Stockwell um, wandering around doing the meet and greet and having a chat. And I used to love Mick Stockwell as well. Yeah. Um, Five so two eyes of blue. Two plus Neil Thompson are my three sort of early sort of benchmark players who I, I love. 
Yeah, we were talking about him. I was talking to Ross about him the other day because Neil Thompson, I didn't appreciate what an amazing left back he was. His delivery, free kicks, corners. He's amazing. And, and, and the um, sort of work rate that he had as yeah. well. He sort of, it, it wasn't one of those players who'd be flagging in the last 10 minutes. But he was up and down. He, he, he was a fantastic player. Only 100,000 from Scarborough as well, wasn't he? I'll take time, your word for it. Time for me to plug my Ross meets with Neil Thompson. So check it out. It's on the on the channel somewhere. <laughs> um, but good chat with Neil Thompson. But um, a pleasure to have you on the show, Dave. We'll get into your fixtures, um, the key ones that you're looking out for. Um, I know you're not very happy about the, the opening day because you're going to be away. So you're not going to be able to be at Porton Road. But we'll get into that in a sec. Um, but of course, we're also joined by good old Ben. Ben. How you doing, my friend? Yeah, good, thanks. Just just want to touch uh, on Neil Thompson just very quickly, just finish. My, my sort of main memory of Neil Thompson, obviously, is the goal against Norwich. Um, my first derby game as a youngster, only seven years old. But did you ask him, because I haven't listened to that Ross Meads. Everyone should listen to it. They're always fantastic. What was the celebration about? That juggling? Remember when oh. he scored and he just ran off doing the juggling celebration? For those who were listening, he sort of threw his hands in the air, sort of in a juggling. Anyone remember that? I was in the you video, I see me looking like an idiot, it. just throwing my hands it. up and down. But I remember anyway, I if anyone knows I the answer, I'd love to know yeah. what that celebration was all about. But um, Ross, I'm very well, thank you. Can't wait. First game of the season v Morecambe. Lots of people saying, oh, potential banana skin, who gives a hoot? We've got a uh, League Two team getting promoted. It should be a fantastic occasion. Fans in the ground. You know, we don't know what sort of team we're going to have out at that point, but um, just can't see. I can't wait, sorry, to see, you know, what team we have out, how we're going to play, you know, all that energy that we're being promised by Mr. Cook. Uh, and the other thing that struck me from the um, from the fixture list was Christmas time. Um, I often get as many games in as possible over the Christmas break. And the fact we've got three games out of four at home, I think is absolutely brilliant. I've So many managers moan about the way that we have to travel and you know, because we're really set away from most other locations in the country and there's no one really close to us apart from this year we'll have Cambridge, but I wouldn't even say that's close to Ipswich. So the fact we've got three games out of four definitely works in our favour instead of travelling all around. So, uh, yeah, can't wait for that time of the year. And um, the final man joining us is, of course, Bono, who I spoke to earlier in the day, of course, when the fixtures got released at 9am. Um, so we've gone through all this, but I'm going to get his thoughts on it anyway. But Bono, how you doing, my friend? Hi, Ross. Very well. Thanks for having me. It's good to be back after a brief absence due to work, etc. But yeah, it's always, it's probably the most, I wouldn't say excited because I'm not eight anymore, substantially <laughs> older than that. But it, it was, it's quite, you know, you're looking forward to it quite a lot. Um, this kind of new era, new dawn. I know we've been there, we've seen it before, and we've all felt terribly let down, etc., etc. But no, it was, it was, it was good just to finally, you know, be able to, look at your work shifts and stuff and and see if you're actually going to be able to go to a midweek game and 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 stuff like that but yeah i mean opening day is going to be fantastic um just be nice to get back to the back to the ground it's it's looking good i have to say all the signs are there as long as there's no 18th lockdown we'll be we'll be fine so yeah yeah i was about to throw in some clichés about can't wait to get going and meeting all the lads and you know stuff like that but i can't wait to get going and you know i like what the manager's done so far but we won't yeah. you know we won't spend the gold before we need to so yeah yeah is that a phrase 
Apparently, that, that's famous phrase, isn't yeah. it? We won't spend yeah. the gold before we, we won't need spend to. the gold. When... Oh, yeah. It is in my part of um Stone Market anyway. Uh. <laughs> John Silver, I think that was. Yes, <laughs> we've probably been linked with him, but he's gone to um. <laughs> <laughs> cracking left back long john silver gets up and down marauding i've heard he's gone to um he's gone to wickham yeah buccaneering i should have said he's buccaneering buccaneering left back yes and if and if he went to wickham he'd be the um the buccaneer of buckinghamshire wouldn't he is wickham in buckinghamshire or is he in Berkshire? Yeah. Buckingham if he went to bristol rovers aren't they the pirates that'd be better they'd yeah. be pirates yeah yeah I'm going to oh, now this... bring it back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that stuff, guys, but I'm going to bring it back now before we get good, into good, a big good, good luck with that tonight, Ross. Yeah. Um, but fixtures, um, let's go through them. I want to go over to you, Darren, first. I'm going to bring yep. the graphic up so we can yep. all see it um, yep. for the audio anyway. Um, so what's standing out for you? You know, The first five games, Morgan at home, Burton Albion away. I like Burton Albion away. I think that's a good trip. In August as well, that's not bad. Chatham yeah, Town um, away yeah. on a Tuesday night. MK Dons at home. AFC Women at home. So we've got three home games in August, which is happy days for, for yeah. of course. Yeah, I mean, um, it's going to be, I think, the opening month or two, hopefully, we've got fans back in the ground. Um, and, and so I think it's going to it could be just something a bit strange um, because everyone's going to be up for it. You would, you would think, wouldn't it? You know, we've been out of the ground so long. We've realized how much we've appreciated and how much we've missed giving referees abuse and, and chanting obscene things to the fans in the other, you know, stand that um, the, the atmosphere in these, you know, this, the, the first few weeks and months could be pretty electric. So, yeah, it's great to we've got Morecambe. I don't personally I don't put much weight in um who we're playing when, really, because it it doesn't really matter. You've got to play everyone. Um and so um yeah, I don't personally I don't put much weight in, you know, easy start, tough, you know, ending. Home and away games are always probably a bit more, you know, there's always some months where we've got, you know, in January and October, just looking at it quickly, looks like we've got a lot more away games than home games. So they they might be tough months, but um, uh, we've got to play everyone. You know, we just, we, we just need to, I think Paul Cook's just going to have this attitude that we take everyone on and we have a go. Yeah, of course, that is the rule. You've got to play one twice, uh, home and away. Yeah. And yeah. Um, 8-1's form is going to be it's going to be different, you know, going into the season. I'm sure, you know, people have just been relegated. There'll be interesting sort of games and the people have been promoted. Some, I don't know. We'll get into that anyway. But, um, David, over to you. The fixture's still up. Um, what are the ones that are standing out for you? We've already mentioned earlier on the pod. You're going to miss the opening day because you're on holiday. But um, any other games that stick out? Yeah, I've been waiting for an away game to start the season. Everybody else is getting excited, but I'm because we've been barred from the ground for so long. That game, that Morecambe game, is going to be like Cook's first game in charge. The rest of it's been behind closed doors. Friendly doesn't count. Last season's irrelevant. Didn't happen. Um, so I'm pissed off about the Morecambe one. I'm also pissed off about um, Boxing Day because I like a Boxing Day home game. So if we if we could just have and away, if we could swap Gillingham and Morecambe over, I'd be quite happy with them. Then it's a nice fixture list. Um, no, it, it did. I'm, I'm quite happy with. It. I mean, 
I like the fiction that's coming out. I am, do get excited because I am eight. Um, and part of it is because it's an indication that there's actually some football coming back because I don't like the close season when there's no football. Um, makes me twitchy. What, what are you supposed to do on a Saturday? I've marked down 11 away games to go to, um, which are ones I think I've got a reasonable chance of getting into as well. So it's not not the ones close by because every, everybody's going to want to go to those. And the standout one is obviously Morecambe away. I've been having my fingers crossed that that would not be a Tuesday night um, because yeah. I, went, I, I went to you. Don't. It's not. <laughs> giving, it's going to stay on a Saturday because I went to university in Lancaster and Morecambe's about five miles away and maybe less than that. So that is an excuse to go and revisit old haunts for that weekend. So it's not going to be a drive up and back and it's going to be a, a weekend job, that one. I'm looking forward to Morecambe away. That's the highlight. And I'm sure it is for everybody. That, I've, never been, I've never been it there. Is, so it's, it's, I've never been Hawkins there. Hawkins is a shithole, but it, it's yeah. Lancaster's nice and there's some good pubs. But um, I'm sure everybody's just been gagging to find out where we're playing Morecambe away. Yeah. Um, sorry to any Morecambe fans or anybody who live in Morecambe for offending where they are. I'm sure it's a lovely place, Morecambe. But, uh... It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's probably not, no. Um, it is, it's Blackpool without the class. Yeah, and Blackpool's only nice in the, the summer, not in the winter months. Actually, even in the summer, anyway. Yeah. We're no going on tangent. Fans. No, no, Let, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, Bono, <laughs> of course, I spoke to you this morning on the fixture release, but um, I did actually ask you, is any of that, that stand out for you, you know, fixture-wise? Any that you're looking forward to? Um, Just really excited about the first game. Mm-hmm. I'm excited that the last game is at home as well. Um, Cambridge United is going to be a highlight for me. I worked in Cambridge for many, many years. It was also one of my first town games. I think it was a League Cup game. Steve Claridge scored. Um, and But I tell you what, December, the run-up to Christmas, looks a tough one. Charlton, Wigan, Sunderland. That looks, <clears throat> that looks tough. Um, hopefully we... Hopefully we will be in uh, in a decent place in the league. Obviously, I mean, God, we're looking at this fixture list now, and I think most of us are like, yeah, we can win, 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 win that one, win that one. Oh, that might be a draw, but we've been here before, haven't we? We've been here before twice, two seasons in a row where we've gone off like the absolute clappers, and then we've just fallen apart like a cheap Ferrari. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think you know you've you've got the bigger clubs there like your Sheffield Wednesdays and and people like that. But let's just make it third time lucky and get out of this godforsaken hellhole that is League One. And the yeah, yeah and and the Papa John's Trophy and things like that. Yeah, I'll pretty um I'll pretty just chuck up them fixtures out as well because um we've done the Maypod earlier. Um, of course we got Newport at home and uh, West Ham under twenty ones in the Papa John's Trophy. Um, so at least that's a home tie. At least it's not Newport away on a Tuesday night. I do not fancy that at all. Um, but um, to be fair, it was kind in terms of um, Tuesday night games for travelling. There's only, you know, Chelton and Town is that's a, a trek. That's in August. That's fine. Portsmouth away. That's not too bad. Uh, what else is there on a Tuesday night? Let me see. Rotherham. Doncaster I'm away. I'm disappointed Rotherham. Doncaster's on a Tuesday because I wanted to go to Doncaster. Yeah. Uh, you never know. That's Leo Valentine's Day. You know, maybe. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> what better way to treat I, your I, I, it's, I, I, just can't, I just can't do it finish work and get to Doncaster all, all at the same time no um, Ben over to you then to have your final say on the fixtures I'm going to remove the graphic in a minute so we can see our beautiful faces because we actually haven't seen our faces on this um, podcast for the last five minutes or so but um, any standout ones for you of course you live in Cambridgeshire so I'm sure Cambridge away is going to be one that you're going to look forward to in October yeah, sort of. It was a slight trepidation. Got quite a few friends who are Cambridge fans. Um, obviously, had a fantastic season. They're quite feeling quite optimistic, I think, about next season. Um, and it will be, you know, no disrespect to Cambridge, but it'll be a bigger game for them than, than than we feel that it will be for us. You know, coming to Portman Road. Um, but I, yeah, I'll try and get a ticket for Cambridge away. It's a fantastic away trip. You know, go for a few drinks down Mill Road and 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 walk over the fields, um, past the cows into the Abbey. Um, there's mutings about a new stadium for them. So uh, try and do that while we can. Um, and hopefully won't play them next year because we'll be up. But who knows? Um, so the Cambridge games, yes. Um, uh, like I said earlier, the Christmas games, I think they, they always look forward to those. Um, and and also Easter. I've got friends in Sheffield. So Rotherham away, which is Good Friday. If it's Friday the 15th of April, that must be Good Friday. So that'll be a good one to go to as well. And that'll be, you know, make or break time. But I think I think sort of one thing that really does sort of shout out or stand out for me, and, and Stuart Watson mentioned it on the main pod, which again was excellent if you haven't listened to it. October is where we've sort of crashed or started to crash and burn before maybe even the end of September, Sheffield Wednesday, Doncaster, Accrington away. Then we've got a couple of games we think are winnable. But then Portsmouth away, Fleetwood, Plymouth away. I think that is going to be where we'll find out whether this Paul Cook team is revving into action and looking like we've got something to get behind the season or, or it could be, God, here we go again. So, uh, yeah, looking at sort of October time to uh, yeah look at those fixtures closely, Russ. Okay, then. Um, any other... Anybody else want to mention anything? What happened? Oh, Bono's brought Crystal Walken in for for people uh, listening on audio. Um, Crystal Walken is in the background for Bono. Um, I don't know if anybody saw that at Portman Road during lockdown, during the behind closed doors gap. I don't know if there's any close ups of Crystal Walken during the games. I do not know. Uh, but um, shall we get into transfers? Um, last time we recorded this last week, we were probably expecting maybe one more signing to happen. But uh, it's been another week and no signings as we record this. It's Thursday, the 24th of June. So you never know, something could happen on Friday. Uh, but there's been links. Goalkeepers have been linked. Um, former players of Paul Cook has been linked. Uh, where would you like to start, Darren? Shall we talk about your, your favourite subject, goalkeepers? Uh, ben Amos and uh, Benjamin Sucrest. I'm probably completely butchered his name, but they're the two goalkeepers linked recently. Uh, Dundee and uh, Cholton player um of course ben amos is a free agent as we speak i think charlton have got a deal on the table for him but um your thoughts on on that position of course david cornell is left yeah um well it sounds like we need to get two keepers because it, it you know if you all the rumors are true then holy's been you know they're trying to get rid of him as well so ben amos was always a good signing in in championship manager football manager for the new for the youngsters so uh as soon as i heard ben amos it's like okay that's all right. That's decent. Um, the the Scottish keeper sounds pretty good. Um, I haven't really. I don't know much about him. I've just sort of read everything. I just. Um, I'd like us to sign a keeper rather than get a, a loan keeper from a Premier League club or something. I always prefer our own. Um, but uh, uh, 
yeah, I'm not panicking really. Um, that we haven't got too many signings. Obviously, the boys start back. Is it this Saturday? Mm-hmm. So a few days. Um, so we, it's important, I think, over the next few weeks that we bring the core of the, of the squad in, especially if the numbers are going to be shrinking with who's left at the club um, as all the players are, are kicked out the door. Um, but yeah, we need uh, at least one goalkeeper, probably two, unless Holy uh, stays. Um and everything by the by the looks of it, we need left backs, right backs, centre halves, midfielders. We need wingers because you know uh, Paul Cook's strategy is to play with wingers, and we we've only got one at the moment. Um, so um, we probably need oh ten, ten. We've got ten wingers. We need ten we need, wingers. We need the number ten. <laughs> we need another ten. Yeah. So um, and another striker. So we basically need a whole new squad. So just if we just stay on the football manager theme. It is that kind of come in and kick everyone out and just sign uh, sign twenty two new players. So um, you know we'll all be scared that they're going to take a long time to click. And you know by the time we get to October, we're mid table or something. But um, we'll see. Let's see over the coming weeks and how quickly they come in. And then uh, if if we get to when's the when's the cut off August. Was it July? Yeah, 30th, 30th, August the 30th, 30th is deadline. Of August. So we're, yeah, we've got two and, a, two and a half months or two and a bit months. So, um, yeah, that's not panic. Let's just be calm, you know. Yeah, I think that's, that's the way to go. I think just be calm, trust the process, and we'll wait and see. Um, David, over to you. Um, what are you thinking? Are you panicking or are you are you okay with everything? No, not even vaguely. Um no, I mean, there's been sort of sunning themselves, imagining they were able to go on holiday, haven't they? Um, so, no, not not bothered at all at the moment. I mean, I think it's quite astounding we've got two in the door, really, because um, you don't normally by this point. Normally, everyone's just sort of rereading thousand pieces of speculation dreamt up by some drunken hack at the sun, aren't they? Um, and, and getting overexcited because... Um, <clears throat> those are the days message forums are full of things because we really don't want to sign a 400 year old who hasn't played football for the past 20 years but somebody who's too lazy to look it up put it in the paper so no I'm I'm, I'm, I'm pleased we've got two um, I'm, I'm not particularly fussed by Amos I have to say I think he's an average keeper um, I, don't, I don't see the point in him I think that but the the, the one from Scotland I don't know much about him, but good reports. The thing I'm slightly concerned about, and I'm sure Ross, you've got um, contacts. Um, you, you, you know this. We, 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 we need we need a bit more speculation on this, and uh, you go into the office and bang some heads again, again, because there's been speculation about strikers. Some are believable, some of it not. There's been speculation about wingers. Some injured, some not. There's been a limited amount of speculation about number 10s, you know, sort of Matt Crook sitting in there. There's a whole host of midfielders because we haven't got enough of those. It's the only areas in the club where we've got players at the moment. To my mind, we've got Wolfenden, who's the only centre-half of the club besides Ndaba. Toto. That's what I said. There's only one (laughs) centre-half besides Ndaba. Burn. Toto's dead. <laughs> no, no. Let's not let's not let's not dig oh. ourselves any more holes. Carry on, David. I'm I'm, I'm hearing ten, that that's not quite true. Back. 
Um, KVY with sort of briefly before his shoulder disintegrates or his head explodes or um, something happens. <laughs> so we basically, I mean, Barry Cotter's left. So we've got no right backs. We've got no, we've got Ken Lock, we've got Wolfenden. But there's nobody. Danassian. Danassian. Oh, Danassian, yes. And I would like Danassian to give, and he's in the first team squad, of course. Um, I would very much like to see some speculation about defenders, please. So if you could have a word with your colleagues. Um, <laughs> there's been a, a sad absence of any hairy ass centre half speculated on, and we really seriously need a hairy ass centre half. You know, because that, that's what will really help Wolfenden as well, is you, you need a proper hairy ass centre half, preferably with a big beard, over six foot, under 30, he needs to kick things. Brian Kilkline, but a lot younger. <laughs> I mean, it's a good shout, though, because there's not been many... Well, Brian Kilkline, absolutely. Fantastic <laughs> defender. Yeah, yeah. Possibly too old. Yeah, whoever that is. Um, yeah, he sounds, he you sounds don't like know a hairy... Kilkline. Should I know what? who he is? I don't know who he is. Who's that? He was, he was captain of Coventry City in 1987 when they won the FA Cup. Oh, Absolutely right. fantastic there, big, big sort of moustache. I recognise him, I'm sure. Went, went, went on to Captain Newcastle afterwards. Newcastle. Uh, ben, um, <laughs> how are you feeling um, Save about us. this? Um, I, I, um, to be fair, I do understand what where David's come from. We've not been linked to any left-backs, defenders, and that is a position at the moment we are lacking. Um, definitely in depth. Definitely like left back. Technically, we haven't really got a left back. Mars Kenlock is in the under twenty three squad. He's been pretty much told he can go. So, are you concerned that there hasn't been? Of course, you you want. It's nice to look at rumours, but you also want permanent deals to be done. Yeah, um, Mark Ashton came out today and said that sort of signings are imminent. Um, did he say that last week or two weeks ago as well, and nothing's happened since. So I can only assume without knowing anything um, concrete that they that it hasn't gone to plan um there was a plan to get people in sooner than this um again touched on the main pod cook sees pre-season training um getting fitness levels tactics you know right off um from the off is is super important um i mean i swear every manager we've had i mean lambert went on about it for ages saying important a pre a proper pre-season is you know get your players fit get the tactics on the board work on shape, you know, work on the way we're going to attack the league. So there is a slight concern that the players, would, you know, we're not going to get much of a squad together with the first session on Saturday. But if, you know, if players start rolling in within the next couple of weeks, three, four, five signings in the next two weeks, we'll all shut up and think, what we on earth are we talking about? It was all part of the master plan. So slight concern, yes, a bit odd. We've not been linked with any defenders, but as David said, said any old Tom Dick or Harry these days, you know, any idiot with a laptop can start a rumour about signing I don't know. Brian Cochrane. Trippier from Atletico Madrid fancies a new opportunity and a new challenge at Portman Road. You know, anybody could start a rumour like that. It, it, there's no point in rumours until you see something concrete. So you're right, Ross, in terms of that. But um, yeah, slightly concerned that we don't have any uh, anything concrete and any defenders in the door. Because as David said, we are very, very short in that area. But, well, we're short in most areas, but there you go. Pretty much. Um, and Bono, the big thing is we, we keep saying trust the process. Um as David said, you know, it's it's rare that we actually signed two players this early on anyway, um, Wes Burns and Lee Evans. But then it feels so long ago when that Lee Evans deal got went through. Um, 
because you know the kits are gone out, the fixtures are out now. They're back in pre-season. Surely, if I was a manager, I'd want at least one or two more players in part of pre-season. We'll get into the list of the pre-season. You know, players who are who are not involved in the first team sheet. Of course, it's still up in the air. I think Paul Cook still just maybe deciding on different players. But um, are you trusting the process? Yeah, thanks for stealing my thunder on that one. I was oh. going to come in and give it the big kind of Matt shebang, but yeah, we we have to trust the process. I, I think. I think you know I'm not I'm not a theologian and I'm not a great thinker I'm just a bloke that likes football that lives in Stowmarket but I think the thing for us is that we we are not used to this high turnover we've 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 never had it before and whilst I appreciate all of the platitudes from the online Ipswich world where you know people are there's a bit of panic you know sounded like there was a bit of panic in David's voice when he was talking, <laughs> potentially, I don't know. We'll, we can come back to that. But you know, these I, these I, are. The... I, I'm no Mister Mannering. <laughs> I'm old enough to appreciate that one. Ross probably doesn't know what you're talking about. But <laughs> no. let's let's not forget. Let's not forget that these these a lot of the players that have left haven't really done so well. They haven't lived up to our expectations. You know, it's, it was. It was mentioned in an interview with a, with a former player recently that you know we are we are the only club out there that hype up homegrown players and 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 kind of we we still we still say that people have got great potential even though they've been a professional footballer for six or seven years. So I think it is time for a lot of these guys to move on to still see if they can make it as a professional footballer. Um, you know, obviously you're. You know, there's there's that personal element where where you kind of get attached to players. I know I, I certainly do. I've got a great affinity to to a lot of players, past, present, and who knows in the future, whoever we sign in very very soon, as um, Ross's beard twin Mark Ashton um, said earlier on today um, when he was speaking on a on on a on a local state funded radio station, um, but. Yeah, I think we have to trust the process. I think good things are going to happen. Um, um, I, th- I think we've been so sh- rubbish for a couple of years that we we, we do just need a, we need a couple of people in every position, don't we? But you know, it's it's very hard. I don't trust online speculation. I don't believe the people that are in the know who claim that they are in the know are in the know. Um, the f- who knows? I'm kind of going around in circles like I usually do, but it's yeah, it's, I mean, that... it's exciting, isn't it? It's it's exciting. People potentially coming out of the blue, and these two new players, um, Evans and Matey Boy Burns. Um, I was up in Yorkshire, North Yorkshire, um, John Watson's part of the world, when they were announced, and that feels, you know, that was that was three weeks ago now, but we shall see, Darren. Well, I was just going to say that, um, Ross, you mentioned that, that that team sheet thing that got sent out this week, whether that's real. Here we go. An image has now just appeared. So if that's all true, whether, you know, this is like the first team dressing room in the under-23s, um, then there's a bit of a statement there as to, you know, who's going to be initially included in the first team. The one I the the couple well actually the only one I really don't like that's been pushed down to the under twenty threes is 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 Downs, um, 
because um, uh, he's a good player and maybe he's a, he's a player that, okay, we're looking to cash in on, let's move him on and sell him to a championship club. But we're kind of just undervaluing him by like saying, oh no, he's not, you know, he's not a first team player, just chuck him in the reserves. Um, that doesn't really do much to um, <laughs> Matt's trying to get in the shot um, to, uh, to sort of make a bit of a statement to everyone else that, yeah, he's a class player. He's really important to us. You're going to have to pay over the nose to, to get him. But we've already told everyone he's not, he's got no future here. So surely that, that harms the, the, you know, the value of the player, I would have thought. And if you look at how many players there are on the first team, there's, there's no one there. Well, do you like, want to quickly chuck out all the names then, um, Darren? Yes. So we start top to bottom, uh, no particular order. Um, Wes Burns, Denancian, uh, Idris Selmazuni, Lee Evans, Holy, Indaba, John Nolan, James Norwood, Toto, Kane Vincent Young and Luke Orfenden. So, um, they can't even have a, a five aside. There's only one goalkeeper and only one striker. So hopefully by the time training starts, um, not that they do they do ball work now? Is all of that do they be, see a ball more for two weeks? Yeah, all the bleep, bleep tests, tests and, all and you know, just all the fitness sort of stuff. I'm sure we could do a bleep test in this pod, couldn't we? We could do. David would fail the bleep test. Beep. Ooh. Not physically, I'm talking. I like there's no panic from me. It's just that I, 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 I mean, I take all speculation with a pinch of salt. But the the fact that there's no no players linked in the defence is just sort of like uh, is a strange thing because there's some players further forward who you're linked with, who I you know you lead with East Anglian rather than some random person tweeting from his bedroom because he's just been on Football Manager. But it's... Um, what, you? Always like, you know, and, uh, the, the pod when he was, you know, we understand. You go, okay, well, that, that that's that's sort of like what I'll actually take notice of then. Yeah. But there's 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 none of that around, around the defenders, which I, I just find interesting as much as anything else. I think that we'll have... I think Harper would have been here if West Brom actually knew how to appoint a manager before, but they've got yeah. a new manager today, haven't they? Um, and I think that there are other players who will be sitting there and they're probably on holiday or they're doing other things. That's always part of the reason why nobody normally comes in before pre-season training starts. Because yeah. all the players, normally, I mean, not this season, obviously, but normally players are on the Algarve or they're playing golf or they're doing something elsewhere, aren't they? So, yeah, I think I think as well the nature of the position. Defenders aren't a sexy signing, are they? You know, yes. Matt. I know people. Think about those hairy asses. Oh, no, it's absolutely. You've you've taken his line again, haven't you, Bono? You're screwing with that. <laughs> can I, <laughs> look can at I his face. You, can I tell you why I was laughing earlier, Ross? Can you put up the under twenty three squad list, please? And I, I, I like the way Darren said in no particular order and then proceeded to read it out in alphabetical order. No, um, the order off the list. Oh, is it, is it alphabetical? Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, notice. Yes, sorry. <laughs> My sarcasm level is soaring. <laughs> soaring. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Under 21 list up again. You did that under 23 list. Alfie Cutbush. If he makes it, he oh is going to have um, a Tina Turner-esque song. He's going to have a chant in the form of Cutbush City Limits. Um, 
No, just me. Okay, just, we'll move on. No, that's go for it. I think we need a rendition. Yeah, go for it, mate. Yeah, we're all adults. I've done about you. Can we? <laughs> I'm not singing. I can't sing. I know I'm Bono, but Segan's called me that. Um, are those lists? Are they real? Are they really real? I know. I know. I know. Stuart reporting on it certainly yeah, gives that, it certain credence, which is why. Yeah. It's and, and, and which is why we trust what is said by by um king stewart by by king stewart the doctor um yep. and 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 hutchy uh and big dog heath as well uh and you ross of course yeah <laughs> uh, uh, with me. <laughs> you're one of the four like, kings like like what yeah. darren said like what darren said we defenders is not sexy speculation is it unless no, it's like a flying won't. fullback and defensive yeah. happens just the Sonny Bradley thing, you know what? It would have been lovely, but yeah, was, it, was it his agent pushing him to get a better deal of course. At, at, at Luton Town? Um, you know, who was the who was the defender that we were linked with last year? The Derby defender, Keogh. Keogh, Keogh, yeah. Keogh, we were yeah. linked with him, and everybody's like, oh, no thanks, he's, a, he's, he's this, that, and the other. And then he went to Milton Keynes, and we were like, whew. And then he... He's at Huddersfield already, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it will happen. And let's not forget, in, in Darba and and Baggett and people like that, these these kids have got to these kids have got to be given a chance sooner rather than later. So, yes. yeah, but we need hairy asses, don't we, David? That's what you need. We, we we do, and and I I I I think that um sort of you know whether it's a a butcher or a Mowbray or um you know those, those sort of players, there's there's Jeez, something... we can do better than that now, can't we, David? They're like fifty. <laughs> <laughs> no, but. Players like that, you know, who there's there's a something something glorious about a big rugged centre half who's just going to kick stuff. I I, that's that's what I one of the things that I like in a football team. None of you are panting around, sort of tip tap tip tap, pass it out from the back. Just take him out with a big big hairy ass. Maybe Christoph Berra esque. He couldn't keep the ball in play to save his life, but there's something I loved about that. Yeah, yeah, he was calling. Maybe that's Toto's problem. Maybe he is equipped with a manscaped razor and yeah. defuzzes before every game. And, yeah. and that's what's that's the missing thing. Perhaps he needs to stop shaving his shaving his ass. Twenty percent off with the code KOA. I was trying yeah. to get the script up for that, but uh, there we go. Of course we're proudly sponsored by manscaped.com. So um yeah, yeah. potions and all that. Thank you very much for that. Yeah, but our defenders are banned. That, that discount is not available to central defenders. No. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, but um, Ben, you, you've been sitting there nicely, and you know you've you've had a few moments where you, you've spoken. But um, your thoughts on the the lists of the what's so funny? <sighs> A few moments, yeah. I've had a few moments. Thank you. It, it does look like you're sat in a cot, Ben. <laughs> have you Sorry, been this is where I have to. This is where I have to go to stay away from the wife. Just yeah. you know, trying to be well behaved in the tiny third bedroom. I'm sure the current Mrs. Diath is fine, isn't she? Yeah. Oh no, she's great. She's she's fantastic. Thank you. But um, less about that and uh, more about the under twenty three squad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Darren mentioned it earlier with Downs. He's part of that. Dobra's part of it as well. Maybe another shot inclusion. Yeah. Um, Kane and Jackson, of course, is a big one. You know, I think we could have got 
a few million for him last summer. Um, if you know, we did we? I don't know if we rejected it or not, or it just didn't happen. I thought it was like one point six from Bournemouth, wasn't it? Rumored one point six million yeah. from Bournemouth. Or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. But I would have I, I, I would. I would have bitten the hands off for fiver, quite frankly. You'd have but, driven him there, wouldn't you, David? You'd have driven him there. I love no, some I'm of those. Not going that far, but I, I, I would have bitten the hands off for fiver. Bournemouth. I love that's, that's, that's an ass. He got the M twenty five. That's a pain in the ass. Give, give him a train with him. I love, Ross, I love to try and answer your question with the under 23s it, and and Darren made a good point about downs I, I, it is odd that he's in the under 23s and I, I think I said on um, on our WhatsApp group this week just saying there is part of me thinking it could be great man management to give some of these players a kick up the arse but I think he's made his mind up mate we just rate down so highly you know a young lad from the academy he, he was our best player two years ago He's had quite a lot of injuries. Is he going to be another one of these players that just keeps picking up injuries? Does he want to be here? Probably not. And that's why Cook has decided that, you know, if you don't want to be here, I I presume they've had these chats. You know, so much stuff goes on behind closed doors that we don't know about. I imagine they've had had this chat with Downs. He said he doesn't want to be here. They've said, okay, if the offer comes across, we'll let you go. Maybe there's something already rumbling on and they know he's going to go. I mean, Bishop's the same. We've talked about him sort of, you know, lots of players or sorry, fans think that he's got lots of potential still and that he can push on and do a lot for the club. But I think he's had enough chances now. I I just don't think that he's going to become the player that we all thought and prayed that he would be. Um, Lancaster, I see today, is virtually um, almost on the dotted line sign for Cambridge. Good for him. Held back with injuries again. I'm not sure we ever knew how much he was going to offer to the club. He, he was sort of just spits and spurts. And is he going to be what we need to go forward? I think most of the people in the 23s, I'm just, you know, we've got the youngsters who played in the FA Youth Cup. They deserve a chance. But anybody else, senior players that were in there, fine, just go. I'm not that fast. If, if they work their absolute asses off, hairy or not, in pre-season, they come back into the first team squad, rejuvenated, reinvigorated, then good for them. They've shown the right bottle and what we need at the club. If they don't, which is what I suspect will happen, they'll be out the door and we just need some more signings. I want to go over to you quickly, Darren, and um, sort of segue into, you know, of course, Ollie Hawkins is the one of the players yeah. who's left for a yeah. fee, probably yeah. a very, very small fee. But yeah. there's a lot of question marks on when, you know, Paul Cook was being the demolition man and we, you know, we released a few players and some people think, really, is that it? But now it's looking like he's very, he's been very brutal. And um, Ollie Hawkins is the another player. We saw David Cornell leave, now Ollie Hawkins um are your thoughts on that? And um, Ollie Hawkins, well done for him getting a, a League Two club, Mansfield. Nigel Clough, decent manager. Yeah, I mean, I wish all of these players well. You know, sometimes, uh, as I think we've already said, sometimes it just doesn't work out. You know, sometimes people come the right the right place or the you know the right place at the wrong time or whatever. Someone like Caden Jackson, um, a couple of years ago, he was our best player, in my opinion. He was brilliant. His work rate, his speed and all the rest of it. But he cannot play up front on his own. So he just needs to, you know, while Paul Cook's here, he needs to move on because it's not going to work for him here at all. Um, so, um, yeah, he needs he needs to go and, you know, I hope he finds a club and we get a fee for him and, you know, all the best. Um, but the, the I, I did, I, yesterday, I think I was sort of looking at all this and thinking... You know, 
it's a whole new squad. You know, he is really seriously with this statement of the under 23s and you're all in there. That is a real, we are, what's the phrase we've been kept using about hard reset. And, you know, it's, it's, it's happening, which is, as Matt said, it's a bit scary, you know, that we, um, uh, we, we're not used to this. I know, I know we've been through years of all the old has-beens and the Ben Thatchers and all those guys coming for a season and, you know, getting a nice big wedge of in their bank account and then retiring. But um, there's a lot. There's got a lot. It's going to happen over this next month. Uh, I'll go over to you, David, and also Bono. Um, I think that it, it's really good exactly what's happening because this is part of the problem that we didn't. We, you know, I know they've gone now, but the three signings that Lambert made last season, we, we sort of like stockpiled. This is why you end up with a squad that with sort of like 750 players. Because you've got, you sign somebody, you sign somebody else on loan to replace the players that you've just signed because he's actually not very good. But you haven't actually moved on the person he was replacing. So you just sort of silt up over time. And my thing is, has been for ages, there's been no plan. It doesn't matter whether you do it old-fashioned way with scouts who go out and watch some games or whether you do it all sat in front of your computer because you play some football managers, so you've got a database. It doesn't matter how you're doing the scouting, but you need to have a plan. You need to say, well, I want that type of player there. I, I am playing this way. This is my plan B, so I need that type of player there. Two players for that position and so on. And we've just had this scattergun approach to, oh, he's available. Oh, I haven't signed anybody. Let's get George Gra- Jordan Graham in on loan. Um, oh, Shit. Um, nobody's, nobody's, we haven't had a player yet. So, um, yeah, Ollie Hawkins, he, he'll, he'll do, he'll come in. And you end up with this really random sort of squad, which is imbalanced. And you've got 8,000 not very good central midfielders and no wingers for six years. Yeah. yeah. And the last, you- the last time we had any decent wingers, and I've said it time and time again, and I will hopefully not have to say it next season, was Tab and Anderson. You know, the, the fact that Tab and Anderson was the last time you had decent wide players was, you know, as a pair, is it, it, quite shocking, really. You know, never... They sound like a sort of 1980s pop group. Tab and Anderson, number three hit with winners. <laughs> <laughs> with the remix being being played in Blackpool as we speak. Um, they, did a, they, did a great, they did a great version of Tina Turner's um, Nutbush City Limits. <laughs> Which has been be a great, I think, great I think song. I've heard that in more Cutbush. It's been adopted it's, by Section Six for Alfie Cutbush. I, I'm, I'm the same as the, sticking everybody into the into the reserves. I'm not fussed. You know they haven't done it, and realistically speaking, I mean Downs Downs the one that sort of niggles slightly because I think he could do something, but he's what 22, and he's mm. not doing it yet. No. That's the thing is we're not when you think about other twenty-two-year-olds who've got either championship or Premier League player teams, not sort of vaguely going, yeah, we'll give you a million quid for him, but no, oh, you want more? Oh, I'll walk away then. If Palace had been genuinely properly interested, they would have come back and back and back. That was a speculative thing. They would have bought him, sent him out on loan, and seen where it goes because a million quid to the Premier League isn't that much. No, so, they have changed their manager now this year, haven't they? You know, it, there, there's it's the same as Bishop. Bishop's what 26 now, and mm, he had a four, maybe. He, he really? had a he had a full season last year, didn't he? 
but he didn't hold that place down. He didn't. And where is his best position? Is it? And I don't see him. If he's in a is in a flat four as a part of a central midfield, that's not what is being played next year. So does he have a place? Can he adapt to being a number ten? I'm not sure he can. So it, that doesn't particularly surprise me. I'm disappointed if he only goes to Cambridge. That that would be meh for me. Um, and Dobra is the other one, but he is young. I like Dobra's attitude. I think that Cook does as well. And I think that Dobra's got the potential to go up into the um, other squad. But I think that there are players there who need to prove it. And Downs, of course, handed in his transfer request last season. You know, he's got to prove that he's he's got that and he wants to fight for his place in there. And I think that that's what um, Evans, not, not Evans, the other midfielder, that's what Cook is doing. Yeah, I, I think, think you're right. Ed. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's probably likely that he's already, a deal's already lined up or he, they already know he's going. So just put him as a list as an under 23, but, but by the time we get to next week, he's gone. And it's um, quite possible as well that people like El Mazzuni are in there because he's not seen anything of them because he's, they've uh, been off yeah. on, on loan and stuff. I mean, that's maybe not the case. Also, if we're going data-led transfers, I'm guessing Cook has got uh, data coming out of his ears about our players that we've got now, about the runs they make, the movement they make, all of those things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and he, he, will have, he will have been spending his summer looking a lot of that. And I reckon that some of this, you're in that one, you're in that one, is based on the data he's got on the, the the movement and all of those things. So I think that he perhaps likes the look of El Mazzuni's data. And so he goes into the first team. That That's my guess. Okay. Um, Bono, you had your hand up. Did you want to add anything else? I have forgotten what I was going to say, but but I just wanted to make... I got. I distracted myself with um, Cutbush City Limits about ten minutes ago, um, which and 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 Malcolm. But I think the thing is, I think you cannot underestimate, you know, signing signing a person. As in, you are, you know, attributes are more than just dribbling and tackling. It's it's attitude. It's it's aptitude. It's ambition. It's determination. It's what you're Desire. like. Yeah. D- desire and and it's about you know your minerals as a man as a person in and around the club and i get the feeling that um that under 23 list which is kind of swamped with people that we think should be in the first team maybe they there you go maybe there there is and, and you know what is great about some of these names it's the sign of a time of like a generation where people have interchangeable first names and, and surnames. <laughs> There's some absolutely abs, absolutely Morris Ben, for example, yeah. you know, absolutely fantastic. Who else we got? Alexander uh, Fraser, Alexander Fraser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Stuart Cameron. Yes. Paige Callum. Harley Morris, Curtis. Curtis yeah. Harley. Curly, Curtis Hardy. Armin Albi. But it doesn't work as well. Yeah. yeah, but the the point that I was trying to make is maybe these guys, you know, the, the, the Cook has spoken to them. They've said, look, he said in in I don't know which voice he used, but he's kind of he's kind of. So my wife's handing me my 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 laptop charger. Stand by. <clears throat> there you go. I went down, you guys. Um, he's kind of said to him, look, look, lads, you can go. You can go, lads, you can go. 
and they've gone, all right then. And you know what? Do we want people? Do we want people at the club like that? I don't, because I know that I will be losing my voice. I'll be getting rather hoarse shouting at somebody that can't be asked, which I'm sick and tired of. I want people that you run. See, that, that, that's yeah, but you can flip Dobra, that, can't you? Dobra's come out and said, I'm going nowhere. I want to fight, and fight for my place. You haven't heard that from others. No, no, no. And, you know, Downs, he's handed in a transfer list or he's handed in a, a transfer request. If I was a manager, like, right, son, you're training with the reserves. Thanks a lot. We'll see how good you are. We'll see if Milan or, you know, Middlesbrough come in. You know, he'll probably go to Wickham for £185,000 if they disclose the fee. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, you know, these, I like to think, you know, with, with Game Changer coming in, you know, this is a really... It's a really exciting time and it is the dawn of something new. It's going to be exciting. You know, we're going to get like one pound beers and we're going to have cool advertising and we're going to have tailgate parties. Hopefully we have some vegan plant based options, which I can pay for with my contactless and, and stuff like that. It's going to be awesome. Who won, who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to be here fighting for a first team place? If not, fuck off to Northampton or Canvey Island or Forest Green Rovers. They do good <laughs> vegan options, by the way. Anyway. There, there we go. Um, I'm going to sort of change the conversation a little bit here. It's a bit random. I want to go over to you, Ben, first. And I don't know why I feel like I want to bring this up, but is there only just a little story that, that happened this week? And, of course, it was on Ian Holloway, you know, the documentary, Crystal Palace documentary, how he came, was very close to becoming manager, how the the story of the football club would have been very different um, if he was in charge instead of Mick McCarthy. What do you think, Ben? What do you think he would have done if he came here? Whoa. Uh, what would he have done? Um, he's as mad as a box of frogs, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure it would have been any better than than what we had with Mick. I mean, in terms of Mick keeping us up and then the playoff charge uh, and finishing seventh twice. I, yeah, I, I, I don't think it... For me, it's. I'm sorry, Ross, to, to um, not add uh, fuel to this uh, debate, but I, I don't, I'm not sure that it would have gone any better than what Mick did. I think it could have got progressed. This slide that ha has happened over the, sort of the last four seasons would have happened, I think, a little bit quicker, um, and maybe we would have been even in a wor even worse position. No offense to Ian Holloway, I just don't believe in his managerial style. I know he worked wonders at Palace and he got Blackpool promoted, but both those sides didn't stay in the Premier League for very long under under his management. I just don't think under Evans, without this sort of, like David said, we haven't had a plan for so many years. It'd have been like um, uh, the Manhattan's Tea Party for me, you know, with no real plan, sources flying everywhere, um, him coming out with these really strange platitudes in his post-match press conference and I think that if Ipswich fans didn't get on with Mick then they certainly would have lost their patience very quickly with Ian Holloway it would have been interesting without a doubt it would have been four five maybe six months I'd have given him um of really interesting stuff but I sorry I, I'm, I'm I'm pleased that we had the ride that we did with Mick I think he did a fantastic job it was time to leave thank god we had him instead of Ian Holloway I thought it was just nice little add-on things I actually did enjoy that series even if you don't support that certain club it's always just intriguing to see the behind the scenes stuff and at the time crystal palace they were a bit of a basket case but you know that their new owners have done well and now they've how many years now they've been in the premier league a couple of years now 
cement themselves. Roy Hodgson did a good job 4. there, 6, but um, yeah. four, yeah, five, yeah. six. But um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, what, do, what do you think of that? I mean, Hodgson that... is exactly what they need at that club. He's yeah. the opposite of of Holloway. <laughs> so yeah, and it was a, it is a really interesting series. I'm not sure if I'd want my club on something like that. Wouldn't have been Definitely a good watch not. the last couple of years. It'll be amazing. Mm. Yeah, it... I, I wonder how much it affects the actual dressing room and, and the training ground of all the cameras and all the rest of it. You know, do are people going to act different? Are they going to suddenly now have an argument with a manager because there's a camera watching? And does it actually it might have a negative effect mm. having all the, ca- you know, the Amazon Prime jobby with, you know, at Tottenham. And I, I didn't the Tottenham one was really good, I thought. Mm. All of those meetings with um, Mourinho and the players, they were all filmed. Everyone would have known they were being filmed because they were all mic'd up and everything. Uh, it, it changes it all, doesn't it, surely? Because you're not really having a, a one-on-one, that's be honest with each other conversation like you would in real life. You're, you're having a conversation that you need to be careful of what you're saying just in case it gets broadcast and people think you're a dick and, you know, all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah, the big one is the Sunderland one, you know, Jack Rodwell and oh you know and the the board of director or just all the people there, you know, with the deals, Will Grigg, you know, that was that, that was, was very unbelievable. But, oh. That was unbelievable. That um, my my the company I work for, the owner of it, he the, they're in Amsterdam, and he was absolutely hooked to Sunderland till I die, and um, yeah, that Will Grigg. The way that whole that all unfolded with him just going up and up and up. Why would they pay for him in the four end? Million, you, four million, I think. Four million. Yeah, for Will Grigg. It's ridiculous. So um it's not even there yeah. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um no, I no, I in terms of um Holloway, I think he is obviously someone who's had a history of being a good motivator. Um, you know, someone who players will, you know, can feel ten feet tall and off they go. Um, but then maybe, you know, him and lots of, play, you know, Pulis and other sort of old school managers like that have had success, but then they've had decreasing success as the years have gone on and the players are less or are more demand, not demand, not more demanding, but the players are, are going to react negatively to being shouted at and abused. And, you know, it's, Things the world has changed, doesn't it? From from the Harry Harry Redknapps and all those sorts of of guys. So, um, in terms of him coming to the club, yeah, it's probably a good thing. Mick Mick was a much better choice than him. Yeah, um, I'm intrigued to hear what David's thoughts on this. I know this is a random thing for us to talk about, but I thought it was just a nice little little talking point to end the pod. But um, Dave, what do you reckon? I think Holloway would have been brief. I think he would have kept us up. I think that then he would have had a brief sort of blaze of glory where we were attacking and then it would all have imploded horribly and after a season and a half he would have um, disappeared. So he would have been there maybe two, three years at most. Um, I don't particularly rate him as a manager. I think that he's one of those motivators who brings a whole load of players in and they do things and then they get found out. It's what happened at, is at Millwall, wasn't it? He did really well briefly and then it all fell apart. So I'm pleased he didn't come. I mean, he's, he's fun in press conferences, but um, that's not why you're employing a manager, is it? As, I mean, it's interesting about Pulis as well, because I think when Pulis first came through and he was a Gillingham manager then, he, he was seen as the future, wasn't he? 
and he was very innovative. It's like Big Sam Aladici. He was incredibly um, innovative. He, he was at, um, was he Berry before he went to Bolton? And he was fated. I remember reading Guardian articles about he was the future, the young up and coming future of English football. He and David Moyes, because they had all sorts of behind the scenes, nutrition based stuff, data led yeah. things. And to that be fair. was brand new in football, in English football at the time. Yeah. And I think that part of the thing, yeah, and I think this is the problem with Mick at Ipswich as well, is you end up in a rut of this is how I do stuff. And you could argue the same with Mourinho at a slightly higher level, is that I had success that way. That's the way I'm doing it again and again and again. And what made you successful as a young manager was the fact that you were willing to bring on this new idea and try that other thing out. And I think that perhaps the Pulis, Aladici, Mourinho and, and McCarthy haven't done that as they've got older. They, they've said, well, this is what makes me successful. This is what I'm good at. Mm. And I'm doing that. Yeah, and the it, ones... you get a diminishing returns then. Yeah, the, the Mourinho one with the Tottenham and the Prime Amazon Prime thing, I, I totally changed my mind about Mourinho off the back of that because I thought he was because a lot of his press conferences in recent years he's been some grumpy, uh, you know, having a go at people Respect. moaning. Respect. Yes, yes. <laughs> but in, I thought he's in the room then. <laughs> <laughs> but then, it, you know, in the, in the Tottenham really? thing, when you saw him with the players on the training pitch and he putting his arm around the half-time chats, you know. I was expecting loads of shouting and screaming and stuff, and I, they didn't show any of that. You know, he was. My thing with Mourinho is he's become a You know, he, he's always yeah. been based on a, um, a very solid defence. His early Chelsea sides were, you know, sort of with that. But you had other things onto it. As he's gone on, his Manchester United and then his Tottenham, he, he sort of, his sides tend to suck the joy out of life, don't they? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that he's become more in terms of his style of play i didn't i didn't watch the tottenham thing so i can't talk about that i'm just talking about what i see on the football pitch mm. itself and i think that mccarthy became that is yeah at the start it was we need to get the point you know hold that hostage by the end it was the point is the point and that's that's the problem and he, he drew up the drawbridges behind him and he went no we haven't got any money we can't do this whereas at the start it was when we got any money, we can do something different. I'm mm. going to go and get the free transfers. I'm going to go and get the bearer. I'm going to do that because we can't pay the transfer fee and the wages. And I think that after a while, you, you, and, you know, as somebody who doesn't fall in Ross's idea of what is a possible signing being 50, you have to guard against it. You have to think as you get older, you know, sort of, is that a set way of doing things? challenge yourself and make sure you're always finding a new way of doing things it because you know listen to that new music do that new thing listen to that new coach if you're a manager come up with a new idea accept that the way you're doing it is not necessarily the best way even if you've done it for 20 years and i think that older managers like pulis and so on possibly start heading into that that way which is why they drift out of the game yeah I wonder, just um, to bring it back to Ipswich, I wonder which which Ipswich manager and, and team would we have wanted to have a programme on? I think Burley would have been interesting, even though he isn't. I would think he would have been quite calm. But I think that would have been interesting to see that group of players at the time and how they interacted. Um, Obviously Roy Keane. 
Yes, <laughs> Roy Keane. Of course, that would have been unbelievable. <laughs> in, in, in terms of, I mean, that, that would have been the sort of the fieriness as, as him and Delaney and uh, Walters mm. went eye to mm. eye and um, mm. all of that. And he, but the chaos of Paul Jewell, yeah, of, of the sort of random. Sort of being yeah. signed and then playing half a game and then being released, yeah, you know, that that would have been TV gold, wouldn't it? You know, just yeah, just, just seeing a complete implosion. I'd, I would absolutely love to see Jim McGilton as well because he is such a demanding person. You know, all of us that would have been close to, if you were sat anywhere near the pitch, you could hear him shouting at people off all off the ball. There'd be a corner and he's shouting at the right back because they didn't give him the ball. And he was such a demanding um, player. So I'd imagine him as a manager in a, in a training session, half time and stuff. That would be, that would be interesting. And I do love Jim, by the way. I, I love yeah, him. I'm not right criticizing player. him at all. I love him. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bono to, to finish off this chat, random chat about, um, Football documentaries and stuff like that, but it's always intriguing. I recently watched the Sir Alex Ferguson one, which was very good about his, you yeah. know, his, of course, him literally dying, um, but also his career as a whole and that journey from, you know, in Scotland and everything like that. But um, Bono, your final say on all that jazz. I would have loved to have seen Ian Holloway. I think it would have been absolutely spectacular, <laughs> or however he says it. That's good canned laughter in the background. Where's that coming from? It's brilliant. <laughs> Somebody's watching TV. It's great. No, um, it's it, it's it, it's um, my WhatsApp thing, which is um, oh. Sid James. So every time anybody sends me a WhatsApp, Sid James laughs. Love it. Oh, it's it's you. It's you. As we all as we all reach for our phones to text <laughs> David. Whatever you do, guys. It's gone. No wait. Ready? Let's do. It. I'll send a message again. Oh, I, oh. I, touched, I touched the screen. Sorry, do it again. Oh. This oh. is when we find. This is when the we've lost it now. We've lost when it. We find out that David has muted. This is surely a new low for this podcast. <laughs> this isn't great audio, is it? That's gone. It's gone. But what what you said? Holloway would have been an absolutely fantastic appointment. I think he would have got the best out of the players at the at the time. Um, and and that Palace documentary was was really really good. I've I've worked in that part of London quite recently I, I know some palace fans and um yeah it just goes to show w what you can achieve with 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 some bit of foresight and um some ambitious but sensible owners and i think you know damn it we have that in charge uh, at the helm at the moment um who would i who would i love to have see like which ipswich manager it's got it's got to be roy Keane, hasn't it it's absolutely got to be roy Keane. you know those i could just imagine him like walking over the training field, which of course at the time didn't have a fence around it, and like him just staring at the camera, <laughs> and like you know, and like following him home, and like as his dogs come out the house, and he's like he just like stares. I think you know because he lived. Did he live up near Woodbridge? I think he did, didn't he? So, yeah. He moved I to the area. Would, yeah, I think yeah. that would have been absolutely fantastic. And you know what? I'd 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 love to just. Let's get Amazon Prime in again. It's just, you know, the Paul Cook demolition man, you know, him getting his, I don't know why I keep doing this, him getting his, him getting his cup of tea, like getting, come on, Dobra, come in, son, come on, let's have a chat. Right. You know, all this, all that. I think that would be absolute 
TV gold. Is he what, what, what I used to love about Keane was his beard. You know, yes. it, the, the, the more insane he was going, the bigger the beard was. When he, when he was in control of things, it was neat. And it's just like a bit of grizzle and you go, he's under pressure. And then suddenly he goes full wild man of Borneo and you just know he's about to send somebody away on a free transfer. Mm. <laughs> oh, something came into my head the other day. I'm going to go off on a total tangent now, by the way. Warning. Whoop, whoop. Um, I would love it if there's a couple of the Phoenix Rising players that we can get on a Landon Donovan-style loan, uh, which is Moar. I'd have him all day long, and I like the left-back flood. I don't know if you've been watching many games. They made up but, names. They made up. No, Moar. M-O-A-R. Yeah, so he's sort flood of like... Flood made up. Uh, in the old, he's like inside striker or something. He sort of plays on the left up front. He'd fit perfectly into our formation, but he's a player and the left back, uh, is it Ryan Flood? He has got a left foot on him. He can absolutely kick it, as Alan Partridge would say. Indeed. And um, of course, we've got to say thank you to our sponsors. Uh, get 20% off and free delivery with the code KOA at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free delivery at manscaped.com. Use the code KOA. Your balls will thank you. Um, any other business before we end the podcast, guys? Any other business? Um, no, no. Did everyone get their season tickets? Did you? all your seats are booked and everything? Yeah. Mine's direct debit. Just let it go. Yeah. Have you, have you changed? Is there the any update system? that we can get? On numbers, numbers. Is there an update I've, this week, or when will be the next update? In terms of season tickets, I think that's always house. interesting. Full house, yeah. they're all gone. <laughs> ben, I'm I'm led to believe that we've sold um seven hundred and fifty thousand season tickets. Yeah, according <laughs> yeah. to rumor. In there's the another there's another ten levels on the north stand. Yeah, can you imagine that? Sky. It'll be like that stand at Newcastle where it's almost vertical. No, no, but, but no, so I'm maybe... interested to see. And the attendance first day of the season. It'd be yeah. really exciting to see. I mean, it, that's, you know, God willing that um, we can have everybody in. Mm. Um, but it'd be really interesting to see how many fans come to the Morgan game because you, it's a perfect storm of new owners, new manager, the fact we've been away for so long. Hopefully season tickets have gone up. Um, so, yeah, re- really excited to see that um, first day's attendance. Yeah, Morecambe will fill it because for them, this would be a huge game for them, you know, us and Sheffield Wednesday, and this is not to patronise them at all, although I am. Um, but, you know, when you get promoted and you get to, uh, you know, we forget we're, we're a big club, you know, a fucking League One. It's ridiculous. But there's a lot. That's the scary thing. When you look at those, all those fixtures now, Sheffield Wednesday, Charlton, Bolton, Wigan, um, th- there's a load of teams who in the last 10 years have been in the, in the Premier League. Or, or, you know, top of the championship. And we're all in League One now. So, um, yeah. All right. I think that's the perfect way to end it. Um, on Darren, a yeah. David, <laughs> yeah, on a yeah. On a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, D- Darren, David, Ben and Bono, it's been a pleasure as always. I hope you've all enjoyed listening. Um, the new dawn, baby, the new dawn. Uh, make sure to follow us on all of our socials. Um, and subscribe to... Uh, Kings of Anglia so you don't miss an episode and we'll be back next week for another edition 
of Town Fan Social on Kings of Anglia. Hopefully, we'll be talking about a new signing and um, how the boys got on in the beat the bleep test and all that sort of stuff. I nearly, nearly said something different there. But uh, anyways, goodbye for me. See you later. From true crime to football, Brexit to football. For more great podcasts from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Thank you.